0: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to
0: look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com
1: to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7 8 and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. For Yahoo Sports Canada, I'm your host Wim Lou. Joining me on the podcast Two of my uh, favorites to talk basketball with, um, Sahal. What's going on, Sahal?
0: Good, man. It's good to be back on. Fized up. You know me. Yeah, exactly, on. man. Feeling good?
1: Yeah. Okay, good. As long as you're feeling good. And uh, Asad, what's going hey,
2: on? What's up, man? Good, good. How you been?
1: I'm feeling pretty good. Honestly, you know, first off, um, I think this is this. I feel like this is like one of the best. First rounds, I, I remember in a while, I just, like, feel interested in at least, like, half of the series, which usually for the first round, you don't feel that way. Like, I feel like first rounds used to be, like, very, very predetermined, and already you're seeing some, like, pretty interesting developments across the board. Um, is that is that the feeling you guys are getting? So how else are we?
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a bit earlier before we even started recording that um, a lot of these series are fun but there's some that too specifically for me the celtics nets series and the 76ers Wizards series that um i can't watch i simply i can't watch it i can't it's not it's not like it's basketball for me Mm. um for two reasons the celtics nets it's just a complete mismatch it's david versus goliath um i would have loved to see jalen brown in that series but it is what it is and then in the 76 76ers are just boring as hell to watch um and the Wizards can look so ugly at times, their type of basketball, especially if Russell's not doing like magical things. So yeah. I mean, but it's good. Like I mean there's this other playoff. There's the Lakers Sun series, the Mavs Clippers, um, Grizzlies Jazz looks pretty good. So I mean I'm excited. Like this is this is good so far. These are good matchups.
2: Yeah, I think we got I think we got kind of crappy matchups in the East. Like they didn't really work out the the best way they could. Um also I think the East is just like It kind of just sucks because the the teams that are at the bottom there are just like injured or deprived or whatever they might be, right? Like they're just not Mm -hmm. at full strength. And the teams at the top of the East are actually really freaking good. Like those are the top contenders in the entire league. Um, While as in the West, like you have like, you know, fake seeding because like some teams got hurt and injured and COVID ridden. Some teams didn't. So you've got like these fake teams at the top of the conference. And you've got, like, some, like, legitimate contenders at the bottom of the conference. And then you had, you know, the Clippers decided to tank into the worst possible matchup for them. So it, just, it <laughs> makes for some real good basketball, you know? Because you've got, like, the two-seed Suns who should be, like, a six-seed in, like, maybe a six or five-seed playing against the Lakers who should be a one or two-seed. So it makes, like, it's like, all right, you got all these flip-flop matchups in the first round where the team that has home court shouldn't have home court. So it's fun to watch. I'm enjoying the Western Conference ones.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, let's start there. So I've got the eight playoff series ranked so far. Obviously, this is only through like two games in the series so far. But through two games in the series, these are the eight playoff series. These are ranked according to the ones I'm most interested in. Number one is very obvious. Mavs Clippers, Mavs up 2-0 on the Clippers. Luka is, I mean... Bro, the things Luca is doing to this team is just, it's He's just special. funny to watch, man. Like, when he started in that in that second win, when he just, like, comes off the high screen and that two-for-one and does, like, a one-leg, you know, it's not even a one-leg kind of jumper. He just put that leg up for fun. Like, it's like <laughs> when you, like, drink tea and you put your pinky up. He like, it's like that. <laughs> it was like that. Like, I didn't know what basketball managed because he wasn't creating separation. I don't think he was creating balance. He was just doing it just, you know, because he could, like, um... Okay, I'll I'll start here. Like, is there any way for the Clippers to get back into the series and maybe win it the way we kind of expected them to coming into the series?
0: Oh, man. You know what's funny? I have a bet on the Clippers winning this series. I made it just after game one. Okay. (sighs) Man, oh, man. Like you said, man, Luka Doncic, for me, he's making the game. He's playing the game like it's a video game. He's just having fun. He's shooting these ridiculously tough shots, like you said, um, and he has two of maybe the top five, I want to say, perimeter defenders in the entire league when it really, really matters and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on him all game long. But Tyron Lue, for me, what are you doing? You, this switching thing, I don't know it's if terrible, he thinks man. that's... A, if he's trying to emulate what Nick Nurse is doing to other teams or whatever it is, but bro, you can't have Patrick Beverly on Luka Doncic and just allow that to happen and allow him to drive in every single time. This Doncic guy is he's his father at this point in the series. They're two games in. <laughs> Dallas, Dallas is up 2-0 and they're All going right. back to Texas, man. Like this is crazy yeah. to me. Um, I don't I don't know, man. My my brain is telling me that the Clippers still stand a chance. Uh, they can get one in Dallas for sure. But I think Dallas took two in in LA. I don't know. I just don't see a, a world where the Clippers can come back, and if they do, man, shout out to Kawhi. Um, but we're seeing Luka Doncic, who's probably one of what seven, eight players in the league who can really up the ante in the playoffs. He really improves his, his his entire level. So for me, I don't know. I don't see it. I see Mavs winning in six at this point, up to zero, going back to Dallas. The the crowd's gonna be absolutely insane. You know that. You know the each and every seat's gonna be filled in Dallas, Texas. Come on. They're gonna, no, there's gonna no. There's gonna be no. That, yeah. There's gonna be no capacity limits or anything with that. You're gonna see people sitting in the middle of the floor. So <laughs> yeah, there's there's just no way. Dallas and six, man. I, I and I and I say that sadly because I'm gonna lose this bet. But Dallas and six. That's tough.
2: Yeah, like uh, I I don't think the I think the Clippers can come back and win it. I don't doubt that they can't. Um, I think it'll really depend on Dallas. Will Dallas ever cool down or not? Right. Like we've seen series and they're shooting 50% from three right now. Like they're absolutely like inferno. Like the, the, like the Clippers had a one twenty one offensive rating and lost because like Dallas was just absolutely on fire. So like, you know, if Dallas has a bad shooting game, I'm sure the Clippers can win a game. Cause I don't think Dallas has many answers for the Clippers defensively either. It's Mm -hmm. just that Dallas has been that special offensively that it hasn't mattered. Um, The one thing I think that the Clippers could change up, and I don't understand why it's not happening, is like they, yeah, they do the free switching, right, where they like switch um, Beverly onto Doncic, and they try to avoid it, but they're not really avoiding it, like they're giving it up, and then they do the switch where they switch Zubac onto him, um, so that way they don't give up any advantage otherwise, and then he just hits these step backs on Zubac or whatever. But the issue is that they give it up so easily. Like it's yeah. it's not it's predictable. So like one of the biggest things that you need to do in the playoffs and what really screws up with like star players and why Nick Nur- Nick Nurse has been so successful at just like junking up the game against star players is because you just keep giving them different looks and you're just yeah. constantly switching between what they're seeing, so they can't expect it. Mm-hmm. So when Luca goes into a pick uh goes into a pick and roll knowing that oh they're gonna just switch this screen. I'm going to get this. I can just walk into my step back. Like, I know I'm going to go with that. It's not like a decision he has to make. It's already predetermined for him. Mm -hmm. So, and I think people are going to give Kawhi a lot of crap for not being able to guard Luka. He does a decent job. But I think the issue is that what the the Clippers don't have is they don't have a big wing defender that gets, like, into you. Like, they have wing defenders that will, like, prevent you from getting in or driving. But, like, nobody's, like, they don't have a wing defender that can pressure you 35 feet up the floor. You know, like, like, really, like, what we've seen is anyone who's been successful at Luka is, like, you turn him at, like, 35 feet, like, yeah. five feet behind the line. You get him to turn on his back. You have to, mm-hmm. like, he has to fight to get his dribble off. And the, the the Clippers haven't shown any capability of doing that. And also, I just think, like, without Serge being healthy, like, Surge clearly is hobbled. I don't yeah. know what their defensive answers are if the Mavs can keep shooting like this because it's absurd. Like, if Tim Hardaway Jr. is lighting up, like at all their defenders, then it's game over. Looks like his dad. <laughs> he's straight oh, up yeah. cooking up right now. It's just absurd. Like he's going coast to coast, like <laughs> off a made basket and getting a layup. Like yeah, that's that's obscene.
1: Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Tim Hardaway right now averaging um twenty five points on 63 uh, percent shooting and sixty five percent shooting from three <laughs> so far. <laughs> um, that's crazy. No, here, look, I hear all these points, but I'm just like. You know, I, I do. I do agree with you. Like, I think that you know, if, if the Mavericks do slow down offensively, like, I don't think they can guard the Clippers, and that's that's an issue. Um, and they also lack wing defenders. Like, I mean, as much as you're putting Maxi Kleba, and you know, and, and he's doing a good job of matching Kawhi's strength, which we know that's like one of the major things with so Kawhi's how freaking strong he is. But like, you know, they can't guard the Clippers. So I know the Clippers are going to continue to score. But I mean, at the same time, I'm just like. I'm very disappointed in the coaching in this thing cuz I think maybe like we're spoiled when we watch like Nick coach every single ga- uh, game. It's like between games 1 and 2. Okay, you know what? You come into game 1, maybe you don't have the right game plan. Sometimes that happens, you know what I mean? But like the between game adjustments, you at least you have to do that. And there was no between game adjustment between game 1 and game 2. There was like, oh, you know, Ty Lu was like, "Oh yeah, you'll see more of Kawhi on, on Doncic." But I mean, to your guys' point, they just switch so freely. Like they give up the switch Seemingly for no reason. Like, a guy will just walk in the vicinity and they'll be like, all right, switch. It's it's now uh, Zubac or Beverly on him. And they just can't do that. And to be honest, like, when you do employ a lot of switching, that really allows a guy like Luka to, like... Because the closest thing I'm, I'm seeing from Luka right now is, like, like Le- what LeBron used to do in a lot of these playoff series where against a lot of these switching defenses... He will just cycle through, make sure he has the right matchup, yeah. attack, and then he kind of can just pick you apart from there. But like it's like every single possession down. He's gonna have the ball, he's gonna get the matchup he likes, and he's gonna cook you. And it's just gotta be something different that you do. And you know, to your point, I mean, like, y- even if you put Kawhi on him, and you know, I, listen, obviously, Kawhi is like a, you know, elite defender, things like this. I remember even when Luka was a rookie, Raptors playing the Mavs, This is the year the Raptors won the championship. Obviously, the year we had Kawhi. Luka, play, as a rookie, put up 35-12-10 uh, in 35 minutes. He almost beat the Raptors. Raptors won. I think Danny Green hit a late three or whatever. But that was with Kawhi guarding him most of the game. And, and you know, I think – so I just I just think Donch is just like – I don't know. He's really playing on a LeBron-type level for me right now, and it's 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 pretty insane to watch. I, I mean, if the Clippers come back into it, I mean, they're just going to need the Mavs to miss, like, quite a bit. But are you really going to expect that to happen – four times in, in five games. And that's where you really get into trouble. So, I mean, listen, So, how, what, what do the Clippers do if they actually lose in the first round here? Goodness gracious. I actually had that question asked to me by a couple
0: of friends as well. Um, yeah. it, from a front office perspective, you know that things have to change around. If you, if you get Kawhi back, I'm assuming at this point, really no matter what the result is of, of this series or the next series, that Kawhi wants to stay in L.A., um, unless a completely well, unusual situation, oh, yeah. Unless man. a completely unusual situation happens where like the Lakers can fill like create cap space or something, or yeah. he can just find a better situation. I doubt it. I don't, I don't. think he's gonna leave the Clippers no matter what happens. So, um, you gotta you gotta fix the sporting cast. Why are we two years into this Kawhi, you know, process with the Clippers, and you just watch them win a championship? A world championship with the Toronto Raptors in his first year there, he had Kyle Lowry, Fred VanVleet, Norman Powell, Pascal Siakam, Marcus Saul, Serge Ibaka. He had all these guys around him, but one of the key things that you know Kawhi needs is a very good playmaker. Mm-hmm. And who have been their guards? Reggie Jackson?
1: Yeah, they're their guards. We're are talking pads. about twenty twenty one Reggie
0: Jackson. We're not even talking about like the well,
1: Reggie well, I- Jackson
0: who was who was somewhat all right. You know, no, in, we're, we're, talking Jackson,
1: Jackson, we're talking
0: about Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. We're talking so about we're talking about Reggie Jackson wearing a visor. Oh yeah. um, You know, as an excuse for whenever he makes these terrible well, you turnovers. Can't, you
2: can't you can't hate on them. Like they got Luke Kennard. Oh yeah. And he's, been, he's been invaluable in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, he's oh, been God, absolutely Lord. invaluable. Sixty four million dollars to warm the bench. You
1: can't yeah. find anything better than that. How is there a Chandler Parsons for every generation, man?
2: Yo, so sorry. <laughs> I I can't believe like with. with my thing with the Clippers is just like they really did jack They're once nasty. they got Kawhi. Like they, they yeah. got Kawhi, he made them trade for Paul George. They made a terrible – like it's not a bad trade because you have Paul George, but it's a bad mm-hmm. trade because you literally and like after you make that trade, you had no assets left and you didn't have a team. Mm-hmm. And I guess they were counting on Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, and Montrez Harrell to fill like last year was their best shot at it. And honestly, it was, I didn't yeah. I didn't mind their team last year. Like, if they had Rondo on last year's team, they they probably would have done fine. But they didn't. Um, and then same this year, I think they just don't have... Uh, one of the big issues is I think they rely too much on Zubac defensively, and he's just not up to he's Scott not it, defensively. No, like, he's not close, it. but he's not close enough. Like, he can't really hedge high on the pick and roll. He's not really locking down um, those, like, second and third
1: rotations as a big man. And he definitely can't health. switch. And he definitely and, can't switch, yeah.
2: Yeah, like he's fine in the Switch. Like, it's not like he, like, Dodge is hitting some pretty crazy shots, but like, he just isn't intimidating in the Switch in a way that, like, because, like, one of the things that I just don't get with the Clippers is they have all this wing size and length and stuff, but at no point when you're watching Dallas play them do you feel the Clipper size at all. Yeah, that's true. Like, they don't but- impose anything defensively. Like, they're there, they're in their face, they're great for the photos. Like, they have the hand up, mm. and it looks like it's good technically, but I think, like, they don't disrupt like the ball handler's rhythm at all. Like Doncic will be chased with Kawhi on his hip, whoever on his hip, help defender coming over, and at no point is his dribble interrupted. And they don't they don't turn guys enough, and it's just upsetting. I'm like, I but, watch, I'm like, man, this team is really pretty fucking artless. Like they don't have anything.
0: To, like, I think I think that's a I think that's a coaching thing, man. More than yeah, anything, is, yeah. you you yeah. look at the players, it's like why. Are these players not being maximized? I, and I hate to keep bringing it back to Nick Nurse, but Nick Nurse would be doing some crazy oh my shit with this team. Like he'd be doing some wild stuff. Like, and I don't, I, I, I don't see it. You know, I, I, I was talking about what would happen if they lose this series, bro. I don't think Ibaka's coming back, man. I, I don't think yeah, he's coming I mean, back. Coming coming back. back. Not not you, coming you guys, back, guys saw what happened in Game Two. Uh, I think it was Rondo yelling at him. He yelled
2: Ibaka, back. Ibaka signing with the Lakers in the summer. Yeah, like, he's, he's either getting his full four-year deal. with some team. the Brooklyn
1: Nets? Oh yeah, he could go to uh, Brooklyn. Go doesn't to have, Brooklyn.
2: have much money though, right? Like I guess he, they have more money. They have the same money as the Lakers. so I guess he go to Brooklyn. But That's I true. think Ibaka wants to get paid. Like he took he took a pay cut this year. When it, right? you think he's going to take another pay cut with his like, you know, thirty-one year old legs.
0: But it's like if you're the Clippers front office, what do you do? Because now you gave Marcus Morris a massive contract. And yeah, you can yeah. get rid of any contract in the league, but you also gave Kennard this contract, you're not even playing him. Like you're literally you, it's a sixty-four million dollar portable heater on the bench who's just warming up the bench for everybody to sit on. Oh. What are we what are we doing? Reggie Jackson's not a good uh. basketball player. Rondo, yeah, like Rondo I we think all know hope, can make that. Impact, I think but,
2: their their only hope is hoping that a superstar ass out. And says I want to go to the Clippers, and I don't know who that superstar would but they, be. But yeah.
1: they don't even have the assets, so that's the thing. Like they can't. No, they like... just have
2: the contracts, right?
1: That's but, it. They're like we we have the bad money contracts. To match. Yeah. We just
2: don't have any assets. Their best assets is Zubac. And
1: it's like, oh, we can't. Trade no man, Zubach. watch this team trade for like Russell Westbrook two years from now. Oh, man. that's that's no, really gonna just, be the move for them. They'll just
2: trade for John Wall this summer. That's the, oh, move. that's the move for them. They oh, they move geez. their big contracts to get John Wall in the books, and they're like, all right, we have enough playing to make it work.
0: I can actually see that happening, and yeah, I can yeah, see them John getting Wall's destroyed in the second Houston, round.
2: And they'll have an extra pick to trade, I think, next year, right? Because they'll finally have a pick that's available to trade next year, so they'll trade that to Houston, their 2029 pick or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then you know, Houston's like, yeah, sure, take John Wall off our hands. We'll take yeah. Marcus Morris, Patrick Beverly, and, and uh, whoever. Patrick Beverly is a Houston legend, you know?
1: Well, it's like
0: you're not getting anything for John Wall at this point, so that's probably the best you're going to get.
1: With all due respect to yeah, D. Doug. Yo, remember when the Raptors lost to um, the Houston Rockets to snap their 20-game losing streak, and John Wall was, like, <laughs> dedicating the win to his coach, and, you know, like, Stephen Silas had such a miserable time? And then I looked at the box score, and, like, John Wall really shot, like, 9 for 30, man. This guy... <laughs> <laughs> He's just yeah. a hilarious player. He's oh, always been so no funny, shame. man. He has no Do you shame. remember, like, yo, it was um, it was Lonzo's rookie debut, and of course, Lonzo had like all that crazy hype because of Lavar. Plus, he was the number two pick and UCLA and stuff like that. And like, like John Wall said before the game, he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna shut him down." Like, wasn't that Pat? Was Bev? that Pat Bev? I think it, yeah, was it was Pat, Pat Bev. Oh, was
2: Pat Bev? Oh my Pat, bad, my bad. Because Bar- it was like a Clippers Lakers game too.
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah, uh, like Clippers right. like, oh, it's
2: our town now, whatever. And right? Patman was like, I'm gonna shut him down. And Lonzo just like shoved him to the side. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> oh man, well, okay, but that John Wall game must have been the second game or something, because I remember John Wall was like talking big, you know, about you know he was gonna shut down Lonzo. I think he shot like nine for twenty five or something like that. Yeah.
0: Uh, in yeah. any case,
1: I really hope the Clippers trade for him, and I really hope like Serge leaves this place, man, because I I, just, I feel bad for Serge. Like, just like such a proud dude to like. I mean, obviously he's a grown man. He made his choice, but. It just sucks seeing him like go there, man. There's zero vibes on the Clippers too. Like, have you seen him do even one, like how hungry are you? video or like flash You know, video. you
0: know Serge is sad, but you
1: wouldn't be able to tell from his
0: Instagram. Like he hides his emotions really well. This man's doing music videos. Yeah, this yeah. man is, well, what else y'all is y'all supposed every to do, other day. Right? Like
2: just Man, just like, yo, let me get these commercials and these, you know, music videos done while I'm taking this one year vacation from basketball.
1: Sorry. He took a, he took this is a vacation for him, for real. Like, but no, I feel bad. But anyway, um I, I still think this series I think honestly I think this series goes the distance. I think it goes to seven. But seven, yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly I mean at this point it's hard not to pick them as. They're up two nothing. Um speaking of two nothing, there's my second most interesting playoff series for me right now is Bucks up two nothing over the Heat. Um and it's interesting, not necessarily for the basketball itself, because I think that the Bucks are just clearly a, a better basketball team than the Heat right now. But it's interesting in the in the in the uh I guess in the grander scheme, because I'm like I'm really looking at the Bucks sideways. Like, am I really looking at this team like this is a team that could maybe win the championship this year? Because like the way that they're playing together right now, maybe it's just the Heat. Obviously, game one was ugly, and you know they barely won in overtime. Whatever, they they missed like a billion threes, and then game two they smacked the Heat. Uh, And who knows, man? The Bucks, you know, obviously when they they've gone up to nothing before and then got swept. Like, so not gonna assume anything, but. As of right now, the Bucks look pretty damn good. And I think Drew Holiday has made such a big difference for them. Plus, like, not having Eric Bledsoe has just... It's unfortunate, but, like, that used to be, like, every single game, Eric Bledsoe would be, like, the third star um, in the reaction podcast. And he's just no longer there. It's very sad. Um, okay, so are you guys buying into the Bucks right now? Or, or are you just seeing this mostly as a heat issue?
2: Uh... I, I think it's more a heat issue. Like I think the Bucks again when the Bucks are um, are playing against a team that just can't match up with them, there it doesn't matter. Right? Yeah, they like, do steamroll. They they matter. really
1: do love to steamroll teams. They so are a very.
2: They've always been a good steamroll team for three years running. Right, like that Celtics team when they got to hold of that Celtics team. Yeah, they they Ooh, Celtics yeah. stole oh, game yeah. one, which looked that game one looked very similar to this Heat Bucks game one. They just happened to pull it out because the Heat right. literally had nothing. Right. Um, but then the Heat they just steamrolled that Celtics team after that. And they steamrolled whoever in the second round before getting to the Raptors. So, like with the Bucks, I don't think I we're not going to know anything until they play a team that's at their caliber. Mm-hmm. Like the question right. is, like again for the Bucks, the question ends up becoming: is when you play a team that can actually like stay in pace with your offense throughout this throughout the, throughout the game. When it comes to those final five minutes, what does your offense create? Because it, it is difficult. Even with Drew Holiday, like, their offense, when it comes down to just, like, tit for tat, like, possession to possession to possession, in the clutch, they're still going to struggle. Like, they really, really have to bank on just their defense holding true, which they've made some changes defensively that, you know, like, actually make them decent matchups. And then you have to kind of see how the offense plays out. Like, is Chris Middleton going to be good enough over the course of a series to close out three or four clutch games against, like... The Sixers or t- the Nets or mm-hmm. whoever comes out of the West, right? So mm-hmm. I still don't believe in them in terms of as, like, a true, true contender. Uh, if they go and steamroll the Nets now in the second round, then obviously it's just like, okay, then we're all stupid right. and this is just – they are the Goliath that they say they are. But I still don't buy it because, like, Giannis still airballing free throws. i like, what What are we – Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate because –
0: Man, Milwaukee did what the Clippers didn't do. They had Eric Bledsoe at point guard for a couple of years. who's essentially Reggie Jackson um, in terms of how bad they both are at basketball. Um, I give Eric Bledsoe credit for one thing. He's a very good on-ball defender. We saw that against some of the best teams yeah. in the East the last couple of years. That's true. But when when things get grimy and things get nasty, Eric Bledsoe is a guy that the entire you know NBA Twitter is making fun of. Um, simultaneously, so um, yeah, they got Drew Holiday. They upgraded massively at point guard. My thing was early on in the season was that their bench was weak. Um, mm-hmm. They lost a couple guys. They brought in Bobby Portis. They brought in Forbes. Um, well, Conditon uh, came back. Um,
1: yeah, they they got they got PJ.
0: Yeah, and then and then mid season they ended up getting PJ, which I loved because you need a guy like PJ in the yeah, playoffs, and I always felt like. The Bucks bench needed a guy like PJ. Um, uh, there's a lot of young guys on that bench. Guys with playoff experience, sure. Um, even Dante, who's a starter, has some playoff experience as, as a young guy. But PJ, you need him. Um, but, uh, you know, is right. Because when I think about this team against the Nets in the second round, who they will face, like, let's be serious, the Heat yeah, series is, is over. Um, Bam Adebayo, for me, has been the most disappointing player in the whole series because... Mm. He has no, lost confidence,
2: man. Yo, Bam Adebayo being a premium Serge Ibaka is like something that doesn't get talked about enough. Like the okay. dude's like that's like, honest, like, that might be a compliment. Like we heard, no, we heard for much. like two years, just like how trash Pascal is compared to like Bam and like all these other like guys that are up there. Like this year it was Randall and these other guys, and it's like okay, let's see what you can do in a playoff series when it matters. Like Bam Adebayo had a good bubble last year but he was doing it against like you know teams that were injured he did great once Giannis hurt his ankle and went out he did great against um whoever the hell they faced in the east the eastern conference the the Celtics who didn't have a big but it's like okay bam what are you going to do when there's actually a player that's bigger than you which there are like Anthony Davis put put bam, like bam was injured for that series sure but like the guy doesn't have a jump shot he doesn't trust his jump shot he doesn't know, trust the jump shot which is like hey man like I know that Bam is a very good player, but this is where things get carried away, where people are like, oh, Pascal's trash. And I'm like, yo, Pascal's not trash. Pascal's very good. But again, like, there's just certain roles that guys fill, right? Like, mm-hmm. Bam's yeah. a great number two. And the problem with the Heat isn't even Bam, really. It's Jimmy Butler's trash. Yo,
1: Jimmy so Butler, I, mean, I mean, to be fair, to be fair it's guys, they're both,
0: they both trash.
1: That's true, yeah. You're right, you're right. Yeah. No, but Jimmy Butler's shooting 25%, and he has to create a lot of offense and he's not doing anything man 25%. Now there's only two games. That's that's terrible. Um I, by the way the, the one thing with the heat that just doesn't get mentioned enough is how old this team is. Like how many times I'm just like looking at these lineups and I'm like yo there's like four 30-year-olds in a in a line. Like Trevor Rees is 35, is 33, Deadman who is like their playoffs hero so Dedman far. Deadman cannot get the AstraZeneca <laughs> vaccine. <laughs>
0: That's how old we're talking. He's not allowed to get that vaccine.
1: He's got to get Pfizer. No, nah, Devin getting <laughs> Pfizer for sure. He's 31 somehow. He looks 31, but he moves like he's, he's 41. one. <laughs> no way 31. I believe that. Yo, Draga just 35. Jimmy Butler's 31. Like, of course, they, they do have Bam. They do have Duncan Robinson. They have Tyler Hero and uh, Kendrick Nunn. And those guys are in their 20s. But like,
2: Iguodala and Ariza, bro. Like Iguodala, like, that's right, yeah. Like, the, the 2010 NBA playoffs, like main no. main clutch additions to the Nuggets no. and like the Lakers were <laughs> and Iguodala, and they're like you're so I'm watching the 0-9
1: like, conference finals man. <laughs> what is this?
0: It's bad <laughs> so, man. Um you guys said Jimmy Butler was shooting twenty five percent. Adebayo's nine for twenty six in two games. Brooke Lopez is making him look you said premium Serge Baca. There is no way that's too much of a compliment. He's making him look terrible. Doesn't trust his shot, doesn't have a shot doesn't want to shoot it and remember guys i don't know if you remember a few weeks ago before the playoffs even began jimmy Butler was talking about how bam needed to become more aggressive mm. he's like he basically you know to paraphrase he said that miami had a whole nother level to reach but that really just depends on what bam can be offensively yeah. how aggressive he can be and i mean 26 shots in two games 13 on average a game yeah it's not uh, enough that's yeah. It's not enough, and he's not and, – and Brooke has him – Brooke's making him look so
2: damn average. And you got to wonder, like, when, when the Heat look at what this team is in the offseason, they're like, all right, we got Jimmy and Bam. Jimmy's getting older. I think he's up for a contractor section. And then you've got Bam, who's, like, already maxed out. And that's your core – with Duncan Robinson, who um, you're assuming they re because they a restricted
1: free agent. Maybe I mean, he's been like, their second best player in the series. It's... Like Maybe
2: they try to trade him or sign and trade him somewhere, but who knows? But like if you're Kyle Lowry and you're looking at the team, first of all, if you're Miami, is Kyle Lowry even the fix to your roster? I, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not going to I lie, don't know if
2: it. old Kyle Lowry is what you want to spend your, he your cap space on. He, he's not the
1: solution, though. It would help. But I mean, again, like they're like you, you look at their team right now, like Drogic, Hero, None. Those are the three guys that are generating most of the offense for them, in addition to Butler. And, like, of course, Kyle's an upgrade over all three of those guys. But you, 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 it's not like you, you bring in Drew Holiday to replace Eric Bledsoe. It's not going to be that kind of impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, With and, all due respect to Kyle. You know?
2: And then if you're Kyle and you're looking at the team, you're like, is this, is me joining this team really better than the team that I'm already on? Like, is that Miami team with Kyle Lowry better than the like? Cause that Kyle, if Kyle Lowry went there, I think they'd have to, they'd have to, they have to time it with Duncan Robinson. Cause I think if Duncan Robinson gets offered a contract, then all their cap space goes away right away.
1: Yeah. But Somehow. can they, can they do that thing where they, um, the executives like ev- evade the, um, the courier? <laughs> like, you know how they send like, they send, like, a, a, a DoorDash delivery guy to your house. <laughs> but if you just keep, like, running around in the basement and he can't find you, it doesn't technically start. I don't know. is weird like that, man. Well, that's
2: what happened. Like, the Knicks ran away from whoever it was at Summer League in, like, 2010 or 2011 or 2012 for, like, three days because they were just like, we don't want to know about this contract that you're offering Landry Fields or whatever it was. <laughs>
1: no,
0: shout out Landry Fields, man. Shout out to him. He's um, he's uh, in a front office role, no? Yeah.
1: Yo, by the way, Landry Fields might be younger than like half the Heat rotation.
2: Yo, you like, know what? The wild, I'm Not even like, kidding, man. Like, I think the wildest <laughs> thing in this playoffs that happened that I realized was that Derek Favors is only like what thirty years old or something.
1: The, no, nah, there's no well, way. Derek Favors has been crazy. in the league he's for 20 29. Years. He's
2: twenty nine. He's twenty nine. Derek Favors is twenty nine. He's already played Wait, six no, times no, 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 no. for
1: the Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Favors age
2: he is 29 years old 1991 he turns 30 uh, in July did he, come in the, he came in
1: the league as a, as a 2010
2: draft he's been here 11 years
1: yeah, wasn't he traded for Devin Harris like was that was that the trade Derek Favors feels like he's been in
2: the league forever and yet somehow he's like 29 years old and I'm like that's insane I feel like I've been hearing about Derek Favors for like my entire life
1: yeah Damn, he really is. I just checked. Pick. Third overall pick. I mean, he's really finessed a great career because I, I, I never really felt like Derek Favors is ever that special, but I don't lottery know why pick, we're randomly man. slandering Derek Favors. You got
2: you to get the lottery picks.
1: Right. He was traded with Devin Harris and a first round pick, which was used on Enos Cantor uh, for Darren Williams. Number one, going through
2: through old trades and like the lottery picks and what they end up turning out to be is hilarious. So much, so much draft lottery is like just garbage.
1: Yep, it's
2: quite funny. But anyway, back to the the, the Nets.
1: Just the Nets take a whole year, and what what they get is Derek Favors. (laughs) Like. You know, anyway, um, yeah, in, in this series, I mean, look, listen, I'm going to ask you the same question. Is, is there some way for the Heat to come back in this series against the Bucks? Because I do feel like the Heat do have a bit of a system where like they really leverage their screening and their shooting really well. Um, and like that outside shooting could potentially open up the interior game. We've seen that happen last year. Um, I don't fully see why they couldn't have at least a more competitive game than what they played in game two. Um, and so in that front, they, and you, you probably, Jimmy Butler is not going to shoot 25% the whole series. Bam is just going to have to find his rhythm somehow, which probably won't happen. But do you guys see any path for the heat to come back in the series?
2: I don't think so. I think their best shot was getting the one game in game one. Mm-hmm. And without that, they're not going to win four out of five games against the Bucks Cause the, like the heat have to play. do even explain like, it, man. They just, like, they're, <laughs> not the coming heat, back. they're not going to do it. But like the, Heat have to play too many negative defenders to like, yeah that's true to like stay competitive like yo kendrick nunn can't be out there he's way too fucking small like no, he's, you're gonna switch yeah, he's, kendrick like, nunn man. onto Giannis. like what like you're, you're done like duncan robinson's guarding chris middleton one-on-one and like you need duncan robinson out there so right like yeah. unless tyler hero decides to turn into white michael jordan again like i don't see how they win Damn. like more than one or two games jack harlow really fell off dog like it's Guys. Yeah, no, they're realize, yeah. They're get to the bubble and guys start acting different. You know, like I ain't never seen you do none of that.
0: They're gonna get, they're gonna get one in, um, Miami though. They'll get one in Miami because when I was watching Game Two, I was like, okay, come on, like, Bryn Forbes, or however you say his name, Brian Forbes. I still don't know how to say it. I think it's Bryn uh, Forbes. Bryn,
1: Bryn, yeah. No, this Bryn guy got Forbes. a Game of Thrones name for some reason.
0: <laughs> Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he, t- he turned into Reggie Miller. Like, there's no way that's gonna happen again. I'd be shocked. And and that happens though. Like when you're the better team, you have and and there's so much focus on guys like Giannis and Middleton. You're just gonna have one of these guys go crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, can Forbes do that while Giannis and Middleton have good games and Drew Holiday um, versus like a team a team like the Nets? I don't know. I don't think so. But I think Miami what? steals one off of like just grit. I don't. I don't just. I just can't see a Jimmy Butler team getting swept, man. I can't. Mm.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. I think they avoid the sweep, but I, I, it's probably looking like bucks and f- bucks and five at this point. Which, yeah. by the way, honestly, I'm disappointed in Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero got the Phil Foden haircut, <laughs> and he has done nothing with it, man. It's it's unbelievable. I, I thought that haircut Phil was Phil Foden, man. <laughs> salute Phil Foden, man. This guy's what? a champions champion, man. <laughs> by the way, are, are, who, who who you got in the who you got in the the uh, championship final? Um. If you had to root for one team, obviously, I know you don't root for either team. You root for your Spurs, so. I hate Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, naturally.
0: But, like, City's Chelsea. very hateable. City's also very hateable, but I'm a big Riyad Mahrez guy, so I'm going to go City. Okay. Okay, all
1: right, fair enough, fair enough.
0: Huge Riyad Mahrez guy, huge. Damn.
1: I'm just going to hate-watch it, just like I hate watch the uh, Europa final. Shout-out to David De Gea, man. That was... Uh... It's not it. This guy took a pen like me. All right, let's move on to the next series. Now, the third most interesting one, um, Lakers-Suns for me. So it's tied 1-1. Suns got game one. Lakers got game uh, two. This is interesting, uh, I think, from a basketball perspective, just like in the in, in sort of the, the way the two teams are scheming against each other. Uh, but it's also interesting in terms of just like, you know, narratives and sort of uh, – off-court stuff um but i'll start with the basketball portion i i for me i feel like if the lakers just just decide to go small in this series i don't really see how the suns really match that but if they stay big they're gonna need like drummond to play the way he played in game two where he was like very aggressive getting a lot of offensive rebounds and um just generally causing issues of course ad obviously was way better in game two and that was the main reason they won but um from a basketball perspective i mean I would still favor the Lakers here, but the Suns are a really good team. And I really feel like people are overlooking just how good they play together. And I felt like they've, they've done that all season. And they've done that to the Lakers now. Um, Asad, I, I know you are a former Laker fan. Are, are you back in the Lakers bandwagon for this? And um, where do you stand on this series?
2: No, nah, man, I'm sick of watching like the Lakers. I'm sick of LeBron, man. It's just aggravating to watch him. It's just constant complaining and mm. constant just like – it's like, bro, everything's going your way. Like, you guys get all the calls when you want them. Like, just play the fucking game. Like, why do you have to pretend like you got hurt? <laughs> like, man hurts his shoulder and then walks over to where the fight just happened just to get a little bit more attention. Like, man, come on, just back off. But yeah, Le- an actor. Of this his career, man, he's honestly, an actor. You know this. But like, yeah. in terms of the actual series, like, once Chris is hurt, it's just like, ah, that sucks. Yeah, like if Chris Paul wasn't hurt. Like you could really, really get a good series out of this because I think the Suns are.
1: It, it'll really go seven really if, good. if Chris Paul was actually good.
2: But like, man, because yeah. the Suns, Suns are like, yo, Devin Booker is nice. Like, uh, Buddy Boy, great. Oh my god, I am blanking on his name right now.
1: Bridges, no, big,
2: big man, big man, Aiden, Aiden, Aiden. Aiden's, yeah, Aiden's like, been pretty
1: good. I've, I've been pretty surprised with how good doing good, good
2: things. Right? Yeah, and it's like, all right, and then on the Lakers side, you, it's very obvious this year that it's really just LeBron, AD, and like Alex Caruso. Mm -hmm. and like KCP plays some defense it's like damn their team is really missing people and I know one of the common refrains people are like oh they should have traded for Kyle Lowry they should have traded for Kyle Lowry which is funny because yes Kyle Lowry would have definitely helped them but also I think it's like if they had traded for Kyle they still wouldn't have won a chip just because they would have been short a guy I think they only have like they only have like eight guys in their playoff rotation right now that they could actually count on to play Mm Mm-hmm and if they made that trade for Kyle they would have just locked, they would have been a 3 for 1 trade so they'd be down two guys it'd been brutal for them cuz they don't have enough wing defenders but again it's just like oh they decided to play Marcus All finally in game 2 which is nice to see yeah it's actually yeah. completely bullshit that the lakers just signed Marcus All and decided to keep him in a storage locker just so that the clippers wouldn't get him
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yo know, to be fair to be fair when Vogel did sub out Marcus All with like a few minutes left in the game and they slid Davis over to five. I think LeBron was at the four. They went KCP, Caruso, and Schroeder. That's their best lineup in this year. Well, Davis at, the, Davis they, at the is always
2: going to be their best lineup.
0: I know. I know that. And, and they just destroyed the Suns yeah. in those final few minutes. Like, it was crazy. They – I don't remember if Aiton stayed in the game when they did that, but it didn't matter, to be honest, because bringing in Caruso, running around with KCP, running around with Schroeder, and then – you know, AD is essentially seven feet, but he runs around like a six-five guard. His the, the switchability was much better. The pressure on the ball was so much better. The rotations were so much tighter. Um, and this isn't like a, a shot at Marcus All. I think Marcus All can actually play a role in this on this playoff team in this series and in future series for them. But their AD at the five lineup, goodness great. I just don't see how the Suns can beat that. I, I don't. See how that happens. And and in game one when A D and LeBron had lackluster games, I was thinking to myself, uh, to be honest, there's no way I think the Suns could have won game two. Cause I can't see myself watching LeBron and A. D have two straight lackluster games. So yeah, man. A D at the five lineup, that small ball lineup that they run. Yeah. It's it's it was destructive and the Suns had no answer for it.
1: Yeah, it does feel like the the Lakers are one wing short um in in this series um to to, to, to like truly get like a lakers and five situation so i still think the series is going to go a little longer um kuzma has kuzma has two points in this series that's that's tough i feel like kuzma actually had a low-key okay year but yeah he's gonna have to like be more prominent i think he can well, he, pro- definitely be a guy who contributes but he's become like an actual like
2: decent defender like yeah he's actually like Good yeah, defensively. For sure, for sure. So as long as I think that with the Lakers, again, it's just like, yo, LeBron 80 and a couple guys who can shoot and defend. That's all they really need. Yeah. Um, and it sucks. Cause this was like, this was the matchup where like, if you're going to get the Lakers, like you get them in this, in this matchup. Right. So like, cause LeBron's still kind of coming back. AD's not in the form. His jumper is not hitting at all. So yeah. Chris Paul to get hurt. Like it honestly just sucks, but I'm sure Devin Booker is going to go off for at least two more games the series. Think he's got a couple 30 40 balls in him, so
1: mm. um, I, I will have to say though, I feel like the Lakers perimeter defense is a little underrated. Like, I, I do feel like KCP puts a lot of pressure on guys. Like, I thought at the end of the game, too, for example, that game was I mean, even with the Lakers going small and they were looking really good, I felt like the game was still there for the Suns, and Devin Booker just couldn't create good shots for a very important stretch. And at the end of the game, he got like 10 free throws in a row for some reason. I don't know, like, the end of the game took forever, but. Um, I, I feel, I feel like there's the Lakers can still do a number on, on Devin Booker if it's just Devin Booker. And by, by the way, it's not just going to be Devin Booker, even if Chris Paul's hurt. Cause I really do like one of the funniest things for the series is that campaign has just turned into like <laughs> a real pivotal player. And at the Lakers yeah. do kind of struggle with like quicker guards. They kind of had that issue last year, a little bit too, um, and can yeah campaign was really just like turning the corner on Marcus Song getting into the, the rim and getting the layups and you know kicking it out for threes. Suns do a really good job spacing the floor as well. And honestly, I'm just happy for campaign because again, this guy I mean, he came to training camp, he came to Quebec City and had no chance to make the Raptors, man. Like this guy was just there for for the scenery, this guy came from Poutine, basically. He, he, well, to be there. fair,
2: he's he's too tall to be a Raptors point guard, right? Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're
1: right, right. He came for
2: the beaver tails, and he got the hell out of there. No, but and honest- <laughs> this guy uh, came uh, to and- stay
1: at the Chateau Fontenac.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he got <laughs> the hell out of there quickly. This guy came, came for honestly, grade
1: eight, grade uh, eight, graduation trip. That's that's what he came for. <laughs>
0: Yo, everybody went on that trip. It doesn't matter why, what man. school you were you were at that that trip. Was in That's just crazy to me. Yeah, That's crazy to me. But no, in all honesty, if, if Paul's not going to get healthy and uh, from the other side of the coin, right? If Paul's not going to get healthy and, and campaign cools off,
1: mm.
0: you... The Suns offense... Because you know what you're going to get from Booker. The Lakers yeah. blitzed him like crazy in game two. Um, and he still had 31, I'm pretty sure. So you know what you're going to get from him. You know he's going to be an absolute tear. Uh, he's going to be a monster the entire series. But if you don't get... Enough from Chris Paul, and you don't get a guy like Campaign going crazy or Cam Johnson. The Suns are done, man. As, as hard as it is as it is to say, yeah. I trust LeBron and AD. They're, you know, they superstar level far too much for me to just say that this series can go to seven because Chris Paul does not look healthy, and I don't know if I trust Campaign or um, or even a guy like Cam Johnson or even Miles Bridges to just. Yeah. For each of them no, to rotate with these, really like, yeah, twenty plus points points per game. So I don't know. I'm I'm saying Lakers in six to be honest. I think Suns get one more and it's and it's over.
1: Are you are you guys confident in the Lakers right now? Like, if you got to pick a team to come out of the West, it's still the Lakers for you guys.
0: Yeah, for me, yeah, I think they're not at their best. They're not at their top level right now. Yeah, it's not close. Um, yeah, they're not even close. But as as if you're a Suns fan, I'm sorry, but they're they're essentially using this as a scrimmage run this series. Um, to really that's get... That's to, No, but I'm being honest because when you really look at it, this, they're yeah. going to win this series and they're going to use this series to reach the next level. And I don't even think the next level is going to be their top level because yeah, the true. Lakers look really bad right now compared to what we've seen over the last year and a half. So, um, yeah, this is this is the scrimmage run and then the next one's level two and then we'll see what happens. Who are they? Are they facing the Jazz, the winner of the Jazz series in the next
1: round? Um, that's a good
0: Suns question. Suns are two seven, so they face they face uh, three six. Who's three six? Denver, Portland.
1: Ah, yeah. No, nah, they'll, they'll, they'll they'll be both those teams.
0: They'll be both those teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. It sucks because like like really the teams that I saw beating the Lakers would be like a healthy Suns team. Maybe they can pull it off. Um, a healthy Denver team, I think, could take them straight up because a healthy Denver team was actually able to guard really well this season. And yeah, thought, like, they got Jokic. bigger on the wing. And Jokic like, is just like, I don't think AD has an answer for Jokic, to be right. honest with you. And then if it's not those, it's like, all right, a healthy Clipper team could take them. But all those teams don't I look don't like know about they're going to make anything. Uh I, I think the Clippers, like, I don't, I don't think people give enough credit to the fact that the Clippers are literally made for the Lakers matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, because basically for the Lakers to win the Clipper matchup, it's like AD has to just go off. And I don't think 80 can go off for four out of seven games like that. I don't think he's built like that. Also, who's so, guarding
1: Kawhi? I don't think
2: anybody is. I think that's the, yeah. the Lakers really don't have an answer um, for what the Clippers have as a roster. But it doesn't matter because they're never going to play because the Clippers can't even beat the fucking Mavericks. <laughs> really, <laughs> the only team that can probably beat the Lakers is the Mavericks because they oh, just come have. On, nah. Bro, the really? Mavericks have. Enough offensive firepower to maybe luck themselves into a, a win in that series okay. because the Lakers' offense has been that bad um, all season, and the and the Mavericks just have a bunch of big dudes, which is that's like true. really like as long that. as you can play big against the Lakers, you're in decent shape. And like we've seen that Doncic has had great games against the Lakers and against LeBron head to head, so I think that's probably the matchup that like I would like to see that in the Western Conference Finals. I don't think any of the other teams matter. Utah's not doing shit. I don't think Utah's got any juice at all
1: well speaking of Utah this is my fourth most interesting series uh Jazz Grizzlies tied 1-1 Grizzlies took game one and they were rolling uh, Dylan Brooks was doing his thing and then the Jazz came back uh game two kind of a game of runs but the Jazz were always kind of ahead and they win now I think the biggest thing is like is Donovan Mitchell's ankle good or not because he did lead the game for a long stretch there in the second half of game two but they came back in and did some flopping and, and won the game whatever Um, you know the the three of us are watching the end of this game um, happen and I just think that like for me I I just one of the characteristics of playoff basketball is like intense defense a lot of half court off possessions and like every sort of possession really mattering and I just haven't gotten the sense from this series and also from the Nuggets Blazers series that they're interested in playing defense because Mm -hmm. guys just walk to the basket we saw John Moran had 47 points which honestly John had a great game obviously I'm not trying to downplay 47 but like you guys were just walking to the basket. I, I don't want to see that. I don't know. I don't want to sound like um, Roy Keane or whatever, but, like, yo, it's for real. Like, I'm, I'm grouchy <laughs> after watching this, man. <laughs> that was bad, man. I was in
0: total shock watching that game. Play defense. Um, it's the
1: playoffs. Come on. Yeah.
0: And we talked about how the Eastern Conference and Western Conference are just two different. Um, us would literally said it perfectly. It's two different sports. It's like mm-hmm. you're watching this fast-paced, you know, everyone's just driving past each other with no rim protection at all. And if there is rim protection, it's Gobert waiting, but he's too slow to kind of react to anything else. So all you have to do is make a simple bounce pass to the next cutting guy. And
1: yeah, actually <laughs> though, that's, that's a basket, it. So. It was shocking to me how easily Ken Birch put 20 points on him. I'll just say that much.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's I just I don't understand the jazz because you even watch this game and it's like, Donovan Mitchell, I get it. You were injured for a while. You thought you could have played in game one. You come back in game two and your team wins. And you had a pretty solid game considering the circumstances. No, you are good yeah. Why is he doing the, the whole yelling into the crowd every single dead ball? Like this one thing to hype up your crowd? Mm. You're playing the 8 seed, a team that had to play two games just to get into this into this playoffs. You're supposed to sweep these guys. I don't care what anybody says. Like you're supposed to sweep these guys. Even without Donovan Mitchell, honestly, I feel like the Jazz Their fans, at least, felt like they could have won. I follow some Jazz writers. They felt like they could have won game one. And now the series is tied 1-1. You're going back to Memphis. John Moran just put 50 on you. Um, Good luck. I think the Jazz are still going to win the series, to be quite honest with you. Um, They just have too much for for the Grizzlies to deal with. And Can you really rely on Dylan Brooks to go, what did he do, 10 for 14 tonight after 31 points in game one? Like, that's not going to keep happening. Shout out to Dylan though.
1: Yeah, shout out to Dylan, man. He's we need he's, we need him for T Canada. We need him for yeah, T Canada.
0: Definitely. Yep. So shout out to him. And this this isn't a shot at Dylan. It's just like what we've seen from Dylan Brooks in his entire career. Like, we're not. He's not this guy. And what I mean by that is we're not going to see thirty every single game from him. And you might need that for the Grizzlies. <laughs> You know, if you have Donovan Mitchell back and Mike Conley and Rudy and all these guys are healthy, you're going to need Dylan to be a star um, because you just lost with Morant dropping 50. So, um, yeah, this game is – this series is probably going to end quicker than most people would like. But just humble yourselves, Utah, because chances are you're probably not making that out of round two. Um, I'm honestly just waiting for the scandal that comes out when um, eventually Utah loses – Probably gonna, they're probably gonna lose. I want to say game if they lose game five in Utah. Ooh, I can't wait for the fans to just you know get a little brave, say no, a few come on, words. Man. No, it's gonna get crazy. Come on, uh, We know Jazz on, fans, man. man. No, it's gonna yeah. get crazy. We you know what those Hellmans, Mayonnaise fans are about. But um that's tough. Yeah, that's, I mean,
1: that's <laughs> tough. That's tough. No, you just, I mean, look, listen. I mean, the fans are out of control at this point, man. It, it's out of control. I think. What is it? I, I guess people. One of the nice things about the lockdown is that like people weren't out as much being shitty people, but like yeah, we saw in the, you know, apparently someone spit on somebody in the in, in, the, in, yep. in, the, in, the, in the against Trey Young from the Knicks fans, and then someone from the Philly fans like dumped popcorn on, on Russell Westbrook and like bro, why was he
0: getting held back? They should have just let him go after the nah, guy. Nah, no, no, come on, man.
1: You know no, Russell Westbrook would have ended them. He would have ended his life.
0: The fans <laughs> are getting too brave, man. This is getting out of control now because it's like. And then the guy, like, I saw a different angle just recently where the guy, like, pop- poured the popcorn on him and then he, like, scuffled back to his seat really quickly. Of course, like, man. Bro, what are you... You know what? There needs to be... Something grown, needs to happen. That's a grown man doing that. Something needs to happen. Because Russell Westbrook's right, man. If he did that to him in the streets, it'd be totally different.
1: Totally. Yeah. Um, I thought I wanted to ask you about the Grizzlies in this series. Are, are you... Are the Grizzlies, like... Better than we think they are. Obviously, because, you know, they came into the playing tournament. Um I don't think they were favored uh, to beat Golden State. Of course, they beat Golden State. Golden State is a very deeply flawed team. It is what it is. Um, But I think maybe because they came in with such a small reputation that you don't necessarily think of them as that good. But, like, when I watch the Grizzlies play, like, I really do feel like a lot of these guys are very confident, and a lot of these guys have pretty, like, diverse skill sets. Like, I'm looking at their wing... Dylan Brooks and Kyle Anderson have been very, very impressive. And then you put in John and then you got, you know, pretty decent bigs. Like, team's not bad. Like, it, it really could compete with a lot of teams.
2: Uh, they're not bad, but it's just like, again, like, they're just short, like, any type of, like, real dangerous three-point shooting, which is, like, always okay, going to hold them back. Like, that's really fair. what's missing, right? Like, they can guard up. They can, like, really mm-hmm. pound you on the glass, and they can really, like, get to the basket. Like, John can get to the basket really well. They use JV really well to get buckets inside. They can beat you up, but again, like it's just kind of like they have defenders, but maybe not defensive versatility. That's mm. uh, like they have a bunch of guys who can guard two or three positions, but they don't really have a bunch of guys who can like guard three to four positions. Um, so, like, I think they have like matchup weaknesses. Like, I am sure they will be a good team down the road. I think they're maybe a year or two away if John ja- ja Morant really becomes a good three point shooter in the next year. Like, he's shown some games where he can really hit them. Like, if his shot starts really improving, uh, that's where I think their their entire team just flips. Because his speed is just so dangerous.
1: No, It's crazy. And his athleticism, man. Oh, yeah.
2: He's just so explosive. So, like, I like them because they have, like, a lot of, like... They have a lot of really good energy and, like, a really good mentality on how they approach the game. Yeah. Uh, but I think it just comes down to, like, are they really going to... Um, like become a good enough three point shooting team to actually matter, and right now I don't think they they are. have
0: like one good shooter on that team, man. And it's like, like
2: Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr. shoots so many threes. Yeah, him. it's like a crutch for them to shoot threes. and It's like this seems like a really big waste of his talent. And like we'll see how he is when he's healthy next year and has a full season to kind of rehab and get back after his injury. But like that's really where it is, right? Like what what does that position give you? And maybe. He's, is he a future piece or is he not like Brandon Clark regressing and like forgetting how to shoot a basketball this season was also super freaking weird. Well, he uh, also
1: had a weird jumper too. Yeah. Kinda, Cause like, yeah,
2: no, but his job, ju- like his jumper came back this year, even weirder. Like he's like form completely changed. You can look it up, but his form like completely went out of whack this season for mm-hmm. no apparent reason. So um, it was confusing. Speaking
0: of, speaking of, you know, defending three to four positions, what happened to justice Winslow? Is he like, okay.
1: Is he on that um, team still? Or he he is still on the team. I have no idea if he's okay because he's just um, racking up the DNPs. Yeah, he's just not doesn't play. It's unfortunate. Um, but I mean, he wouldn't help with the shooting. Which, by the way, no, he uh, definitely wouldn't. To, to your point, uh, game two, Grizzlies made eight total threes. The Jazz made nineteen. Right, so like you, you can't be outscored thirty three points. This this honestly felt like uh, Raptors Cavs. Like the Raptors would have. Yo, there's a game I remember. The Raptors finished with three total made threes. And the Cavs made, like, 20 as, in their standards. Yeah, that was, that was, uh,
2: uh, that was game three uh, at home. Down 2017?
1: 2017, yeah. Yeah. DeMar Kyle 30, was out, yeah. DeMar had
2: 37 points. I watched that game. That was at halftime. We had a lead. I made a snap video about that. I'm like, we yeah, had a bro. lead. And then Kyle Corver came out at the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, and oh, just, yeah. like, came off the same screen four times in a row and hit a three. Well, Corey you know, Joseph – I think Corey Joseph had, like, two of our three threes for the entire game.
1: That makes sense. I mean to be fair we are our backcourt was Corey Joe and DeMar in 2017 and we had JB in the middle Patrick Patterson never made a single three in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, like yeah no there was no way we were going to hit some threes man. So it's, uh, it's actually unbelievable how far we've come
0: but uh, I take sh- I take back my uh former statement. I, Desmond Bain is not the only good shooter on the Grizzlies. Grayson Allen I didn't know shot 40%. Um, of course. Um, well, and that's he, he... that's that, that's about it honestly. Um, yeah.
1: I, I like yeah. the Grizzlies, though. I, I like watching them play. I really like their style. Like, I think Kyle Anderson is really fun. Um, you know, I'm not just saying that because me and him got the same uh, uh, hat size. And <laughs> Dylan Brooks has been great, you know. <laughs> Obviously, looking forward to seeing him play with Team Canada. He's got a guaranteed contract things like that, so he should definitely be playing. Um, and, of course, like, watching JV Cook is fun, too. But, yeah, I don't know. They, it, I think they have enough to push the Jazz one more time. Like, I think that probably ends up in Jazz in six. for for me for this one, but, you know, um, it's better basketball, at least, than Hawks-Knicks, which is the opposite side of the coin, so, like, this was a TNT doubleheader tonight, and, like, Hawks-Knicks was the first game, then Jazz-Grizzlies. Two different sports, man. Hawks-Knicks, some of the worst offensive basketball I've seen in some time, (laughs) but there's plenty of defense, Um, and, yeah, the the Hawks obviously took game one, you know, Trey Young him the game winner, telling the crowd it's, uh, it's quiet as fuck in here, Mm-hmm. uh game two not as not as uh not as quiet um uh, in msg it was a lot more noise and honestly like the 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 i felt like the hawks just could have s- a straight up took game two as well but then they just went super cold in the second half uh meanwhile the knicks started to figure a couple of things out especially in that third quarter um what interests you basketball wise from this series uh either of you because for me, I'm struggling a little bit. I mean, is it is it just Trey Young? I thought Trey Young might struggle a little <laughs> bit more in his first playoff run, but he's been awesome both games.
0: Oh lord! Um, for so. me, this is um, I guess what I want to see from this series. It's cool because you at least you get to see two teams that you know Atlanta has not been a playoff team for a while. The Knicks for a very long while. So you're seeing a lot of guys on the court that don't really have playoff experience, and you're just right. seeing how they handle their their first experience. Um, RJ Barrett, you know, obviously Derrick Rose has a lot of experience, but and then with the Hawks, it's like Trey Young, obviously um, Hunter. Um, I don't even. Think, been yeah, I was about to say I don't think he's been no, there he's, either.
1: He's with the Kings, right? So yeah, no. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, John Collins, I don't know about him either. So no,
1: nah, it's first time.
0: Yeah, uh, Capella was there with the Rockets, but like. Like you said, they got cold. This for me, this series, it's like it's it's boring. It's just the Knicks are a very, very good defensive team, and even when the Hawks get good looks, they miss them. So, um, I don't know. I'm looking at it. The box score for this this last game, game two, and Gallinari had six points. Like you're not going to win if Gallinari is going two for ten. Clint Capella played 36 minutes and had four points and 12 rebounds, and John Collins had four. Wait, am I reading this right? He had zero points.
1: Yeah, he, he had foul trouble. Okay. Yeah, that's. Um, I know this is this is his worst performance since he put on um, that 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 hat and then kicked the, the paper mâché plane in the gun <laughs> contest. You remember yeah, that? I remember that. <laughs> that's a all timer for me, man. <laughs> I'm going to make
0: it very simple. This series, in any series that you see, 47 um, year old Taj Gibson getting 30 minutes in a game two playoff Yo, game He was good, man. You're not going to have fun watching that series. So. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I hope I gave Asad um, enough time to think about what he was going to say to compliment these two teams.
1: Or
2: Man, I don't know what you really nice. want to compliment. Like you, On the Knicks side, like they play almost their entire offense above the break. It's pretty brutal to watch, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, nasty. Like it's Super nasty. Like you don't get below the free throw line, multiple possessions, unless it's Derrick Rose coming off hard off of a pick from Tosh Gibson or like yeah. Julius Randle just barreling his way to the basket. It's been ugly basketball um i it it's like one of those things where it reminds me of like the we the north era raptors where i'm just like man I, yeah like, this is hard offense to watch but i can't watch it and on the hawks end i think the knicks have just been super lucky because the hawks have been missing some easy threes catch and shoot and stuff like that so we'll see how it turns out in atlanta it is definitely like the least fun competitive series to watch uh, because it's competitive because this is the, the struggle struggling. series yeah, Pure this struggle. is
1: this is this is two pulls one struggling is, against each is, other.
2: Yeah, this is like this is like you get to the uh, you get to the champion after playing the final four for the first time. Yeah, and yeah. you're just like, man, I have no PP left on any of my right. moves. No elixirs. No. So you've got you've got Mew, up, yeah. Mewtwo using Struggle <laughs> against
1: <laughs> against like Gyarados. <laughs> like you're <laughs> like I should win this, but nah, it's tough. It's nah, bad, my. my... Man. My biggest thing for this series is I've been wanting to put this take out there for the longest time, so I'm going to need your guys' help on this to verify. Does Kevin Herter look like Brian Windhorst in the face? Give me a second. Please look this yeah,
2: up. Yeah, oh, 100%. That's his son. Kevin Herter. I've been saying that for a while. Bro, like, I- it's pretty unfair that Bri- like, Brian Windhorst does not have to disclose that his son plays for the Hawks
1: that's amazing because i i've been thinking about this for multiple years i don't think i've ever told you goodness he looks like brian windhorse in the face it's so strange
0: yo kevin Herder. first of all might be the most pale player in the league but like that's besides the point but yeah yeah goodness gracious he really does like every facial
1: feature yeah this isn't even like a joke like i'm not even trying to make a joke or you know like he just it's just striking to me um what else? That's how bad else... this series is, right? <laughs> <We're not lying laughs> the face of I was going to say, this is, this is a tough series. Um, I, I don't really have a rooting interest. Uh... I just kind of want this series to go away in a way. Like, I kind of yeah. don't want to see these two teams in the playoffs anymore. If I had to pick one, I'd probably still go with the Hawks. Just because I do think Trey is making the biggest impact out of anybody in the whole series. And I do feel like he needs to play more than 35 minutes, though. Like, I don't know what Nate McMillan was on, but I don't want to see a bu- uh, Mike Booneholzer situation, man. Like, play your guys... Extended minutes. Trey Young cannot be sitting for thirteen minutes in a game that was close. And I feel like when Trey Young left this game too, like the offensive rhythm for the whole team kind of fell off. But the um, one thing that does worry about me <laughs> worry me about the Hawks is that they have Lou Williams, and Lou Williams has just been historically one of the worst playoff performers. <laughs> Every single time you get Lou in a playoff series, he starts dribbling. And then he takes us, like, step back. It bricks. He doesn't play defense. Doesn't really pass that well. And I'm like, yo, stop doing this, man. But, um,
2: oh, yeah, it's, it's tough.
1: It's tough. I'm not going to make you speak against your brother. So, I'm going to go with the Nuggets Blazers oh, as the goodness. sixth most interesting series. Basketball-wise, <laughs> maybe more quality basketball because there is there's obviously Dame is doing his thing. Jokic is doing his thing. The thing is, to me, both these teams don't guard like at all. Like it was sad watching guys just like come in for layups like over and over and over again, man. But um, you know, putting aside the um, the norm angle and stuff like that for now, and I guess the Rondé angle as well. But Jokic versus Dame, um, which superstar is gonna cool off first? Mm, that's so that's actually so tough because those
0: two guys, you like. If you approached me in the middle of the street and you told me either of those guys was a top five player in the NBA, it would have probably sounded kind of outrageous a couple years ago or even maybe even last year. This year, if you're walking up to me, you're saying Jokic is the best player in the league. I'm, I'm shrugging because I've watched so much of him this year. And this guy's just on another level of basketball like this is he's so much fun to watch. He's so dominant. Mm-hmm. He's he can score at every level of the court. I didn't even know he shot 36% from 3 this year, which is pretty damn good for a guy his size. Yep. He's become a very solid rim protector now. Oh my goodness. And then Lillard. I swear to you when I watch Lillard, it's like it's it's like watching a video game. It's like watching someone control a guy on the easiest mode. Like the game yeah. comes so easy. It looks he makes it look so easy and it's just it's ridiculous. I don't know. That's actually a t- very tough question. I don't know who slows down first. If I were to take a a wild guess, I'd probably say Dame. But I don't know.
2: I, I, think, I, I genuinely I don't know. This series I, I, is so much fun. I think it's 100% going to be Dame because yeah. I, I don't think that, like, Portland doesn't have an answer for Jokic. He's literally hitting set yeah, shots all doesn't. across the goddamn court. Yeah. He's just too big for them. He they, have, they don't play defense, first of all, so it doesn't really matter. But, like, like even if they start doubling him, he's just going to rip them apart with the passing. Dame, you know, historically, he's had his, like, moments in the playoffs where he's hit crazy shots and stuff like that. But he's always cooled off in the playoffs. So he's just so reliant on the three ball. And then we saw last game, once they put Aaron Gordon on him in the second half, yeah, I like he had idea. a lot of trouble with him. So, yep. I think that series is more or less, like, I think Denver's going to end up winning it. And it's just going to be another one of those series where it's, like, and honestly, I think Portland – It might turn on whether they finally decide to like stop spamming Damon CJ ISOs constantly, like do anything. But they don't
1: have other plays. That's the issue. Like, (laughs) why don't you have any other
2: plays? Like, you have offensive players
1: now. Like, you can
2: actually move the ball. Like, Norm Powell is just sitting in a corner doing nothing. Why is that happening?
1: Like, they don't have other plays it's terry stars man this guy has a lot of neck but he doesn't have <laughs> doesn't have a lot of plays <laughs> in his playbook it's, it's yo i don't know
0: how he's still employed i don't know how no this is, um, this, is this is it for him
1: this is it for him unless he wants a yeah. championship he's done yeah Which, that's
0: but, literally what he has to do yeah
1: yeah i mean i agree with you i think lillard is going to be the one to cool off I, th- I think the the gordon adjustment is really nice um the thing is, I just don't, I feel like I don't see any defensive intensity from Portland whatsoever. But I don't, also don't even see like defensive creativity. Like, are you gonna show Jokic different looks? Are you gonna double him sometimes? Are you gonna zone up against him? Do He's something? A, he he Again, might be like, one I, of the
0: only players in the league that if you double him, he becomes better. That's <laughs> like he'll true. He'll just carve you. He'll that's just true. Carve
1: you into pieces. Right, the only thing they're doing right now that's that's good defensively is that they're holding Jokic's assist game down. He's only got uh, six assists in two games which is obviously pretty low for him. He averages one of that per game. But, I mean, he's also he's scoring an absurd rate, man. He's scoring 36 points per game right now on 33 minutes. He's scoring more than a point per minute, and he's shooting 62% from the field. <laughs> and the like thing is, this. like, Portland has big guys, but those guys aren't doing anything. Like, Nurkic, uh, you know, I, I like Nurkic. He's just, he's just not a guy who's going to anchor your defense like that, especially against a guy like Jokic. And then it's Cantor. And then they go small, and it when they go small, it just looks hilarious. Like
0: Denver's just good, man, and
1: that's why Usdan's right. If Jamal was healthy,
0: I think they could have made like a real, real run this year. Yeah, I know. Um, it's, it's... With Jokic playing at this level, and then you got Aaron Gordon, who's essentially they threw him into the Jeremy Grant role from last year. Yep. Um, less offense, but like defensively offense, yeah. better,
1: I think. And Michael Porter, yeah. but who, who's legitimately leveled up. And I and even Michael, like what I'm seeing from Monte Morris and stuff, you know? Yeah, like they're deep and it's
0: not even it's an insult to just say they're deep because their depth players are very, very good basketball players. Um so yeah, man, it's a whole nother level and it sucks. We're gonna look back when Denver eventually gets knocked out the playoffs. We're gonna look back and say, Jamal was healthy, man, what if? So mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I wanted to see Jamal in the Olympics, man, for Canada so I bad know, too. Man.
1: Unbelievable because he was undeniably the leader of that group. Um, 100%. My only other question is how quickly, do, well, actually, I got a couple other questions, but um, how soon do you think Dame fights uh, Composo or someone from the Blazers <laughs> fights Composo, man? I just It just feels like they're so annoyed at this guy.
0: And I, I feel like, like the word pest used like 10,000 times in the last week.
1: Yeah. Um, I actually kind of like his game. But, I mean, he just yeah. gets into people. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it just feels for... like people are annoyed on him, but against him, like they're just annoyed on principle against him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really feel like there's a good reason for
0: it. It's just what what Denver's doing is they just they know that they don't have a single guy on that roster that can that they can just throw at Dame and be like, okay, this is your assignment. You're gonna hold Dame and, and try and even slow him down. You can't really mm-hmm. slow him down. It's really just gonna come to Dame just missing shots at one point or another in this yeah. series.
2: But it's like it's a I think it's a personal like offense to the. To the, to the the players at um, for Portland. Like, especially their guards, because their guards' whole thing is like, oh, we're too small, so we don't play defense. we just really good at offense. And then they see Composite, like, actually trying on defense. they like, you're smaller than us. What the fuck are you doing, bro? <laughs> and they take it as a personal offense. So I'm sure they'll fight him at some point. I'm sure Norm's going to step to him, because that's, like, basically, what else he's going to do? Just, like, he's in the corner anyways. Might as well just, like, walk over and swing, mm-hmm. get an early rest. But, man.
1: Now Portland Loki has a team that that could be pretty scrappy if they wanted to be. Man, Carmelo's been in scraps before. Nurkic definitely wouldn't want to fight Nurkic. I just uh, can't believe Cantor.
2: it. I've never seen a team so like allergic to playing any defense. It's it's sad, but,
1: so, but, but I mean this is the thing though. When your like main guy doesn't play defense, like the rest of the team just has a free pass and not play. And then the front office is like, all right, well we're just never gonna go for defenders. We're gonna and add that's Norman the thing. Powell. Yeah. And like, yo, you know, like, unfortunately, they traded for Norm. By the way, these stories were like, it was nice to hear, but like at the same time, I was like, what are you really saying? Like, it was like, those stories are like, oh, Dame has been in Norm's ear trying to like figure out, like, you know, what does it take to become a champion? I am like, no offense to Norm, but like, there were times in the actual title run where Pat McCaw was ahead of him in the rotation. Do you know what I mean? Like, like that—that's just There's not no way Dame was actually doing that. No, there were some real stories. Was... Yeah. Oh my
0: goodness. And
1: like again, they traded for Norm, like expecting him to like be consistently great in the playoffs, which is just something Norm hasn't done yet in, in his career. And of course I, I agree. Like I think that like Dame and CJ playing ISO all the time this is gonna hurt um Norm's production. But like Norm has not yet had one of those um playoff norm moments that we know he's capable of. Mm-hmm. And again, like defensively he's not contributing much there. And then offensively, like if you're just gonna ask him to create most of his own stuff, unless he's sort of doing that little sweep through move where he's driving in and getting a foul call. Like, it's just – there's not a lot you're getting from him. Do you know what I mean? Like, so – Yeah. I no, don't really understand not. Portland, but this series probably goes seven games just off the strength of Dame, but I think I still have Denver in this one.
0: I do have Denver 100%. And it was hilarious when they first got Norm. They traded away Gary Trent Jr., and they got Norm, and we were hearing from Portland fans how he was this
1: elite All-NBA defender. That, that I didn't understand, too. Like, I just, like, did you guys – did you <laughs> – what did you guys think they were getting? Because they were like... The, maybe their defense was so bad, they were like, yo, Norm is going to come in that's and, and guard was. the best guy. But I'm like, that's, again, that's not him. Why? <laughs> that's it's, what it was. it's tough. And they can't even keep him because the, the team's
0: too expensive. So Portland fans were so used to everybody on their team getting blown past every possession that when Norm would crowd a guy at the top of the three-point line and stop him from doing that one out of every four possessions, they thought he was like some sort of
1: Greek god. So... Yeah, this is tough. It's just hilarious. Uh, do you think is their best defender? I mean, I think yeah. Covington probably is, is with the Rondé deflections and, and stuff. But, yeah. Rondé yeah, might be the best sure. defender. It's hilarious,
0: time. though, because you have two guys who are well, well-known to be good defenders in this league relative, I guess, to the rest of the league. But And then you have other guys who are at the bottom of the totem pole who just refuse to play on that side of the court. So... Shout out to Portland, man. At least they're making it fun to watch. I'll give them that. No, they're
1: fun to watch. Absolutely. No, this is Portland is perfect for the 10-30 slot because if I am going to fall asleep by halftime, like you know, Dame's probably going to have at least twenty five by half. So I'll, I'll just I'll just think they're going to win, but they probably won't. So, um, moving on to the last two series, both these series aren't as interesting to me. Nets Celtics is only interesting to me just to see the Celtics lose. It's actually really fun. <laughs> Why did the Celtics get Evan Fournier? <laughs> what is he doing on this team you know, they're like alright we're having a terrible season super disappointing oh, yeah. but we're gonna get Evan Fournier and he's gonna fix things I don't know how you're trying to pick on Evan Fournier I, I, I don't think he's played no, poorly necessarily him. bro do you know who? Do you know who's leading the Celtics in scoring after after two games in this series it's not Jason um, Tatum by the way
0: who is this? it don't tell me it's it's time Lord please don't tell me
1: nah it's Marcus Smart this guy's leading oh, scorer oh, so far it's Marcus Smart oh sh- damn That's disgusting yo this is really raptors nets last year when we were destroying chris chioza and timothy loao Cabro. but instead it's it's the other way around the nets are just destroying the celtics club That's the only thing i enjoy from this series is the fact that the celtics are turning to jabari parker like as a go-to option quite often <laughs> I just want to shout out Evan
0: Fournier real quick and Kevin Durant for that matter for getting into it in, in game two and Evan Fournier right, calling right. him the B-word um, right. simply because they're two guys that I can relate to, you know, with hair loss. Oh, come uh, on, Evan bro. Fournier. Evan Fournier, he had the Jeez. locks. He, he looked good. He was essentially a L'Oreal model early in his Orlando career. Was he and actually? Durant, no, I just oh, I made that up on the spot. Damn, and then Durant was, you know, we all know what's going on with the top of Durant's head. Um, so... Shout out to those two, man. Like, when I saw them go at it, I was, part of me was happy, you know?
1: Evan Fournier was really swearing at Kevin Durant with Axante Gruz. <laughs> I just, you know, KD wasn't taking him seriously. I saw,
0: like, I saw, like, six Evan Fournier's last time I went to Quebec.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, yo. I'm, He's I, Algerian, I, right?
0: If I'm not mistaken?
1: Yeah, no. You, you're telling me Evan Fournier wouldn't be better at football than basketball? He would. Yeah, absolutely, man. This guy—I'm sure this guy would have been a, a a great midfielder. <laughs> 40 would have been nice. Oh my so, god. what do you think of the Celtics team, man?
2: Um, man, like I don't really want to talk about the Celtics. Like again, like they're just like they're they got terrible. two wings. They got two good wings, and that's their entire team. Like they're they're they. This is why I was so frustrated with all the Raptors talk and people are like, yo, the Raptors aren't good. I'm like, how can you say that the Raptors roster isn't good when like teams like Miami and Boston exist who also only have depth, like four or five deep and maybe a six man. Yeah. Like all these teams are built the same. It just comes down to a little bit of luckier there. But like, again, Boston didn't have any centers this year. They finally settled on Robert Williams. Um, they got Tristan Thompson there for some reason. He does, I don't know, a couple of things. Oh, right your brother. There, you but, might
1: be like, the second best player right now. So,
2: bro, like, And then Jason Tatum, like he'll have these incredible games and he has like really, really great peaks. But then he also just has like a lot of stinkers, mm-hmm. which like yeah. get ignored because for whatever reason, he's Jason Tatum, but it is what it is. And like, you know, at some point, like, they're going to have to get off that Kemba deal. It'll be fun to see them uh, try to. But... I,
1: I hope they don't, man. Honestly, Celtics fans hating Kemba Walker because he smiles. When is, they trade Kemba. a, to, a great storyline from you. When they trade
2: Kemba to the Clippers for Beverly, Morris, and whoever.
1: Ooh. I actually like that trade. You imagine guys know that, imagine you guys know how that annoying they would be with Marcus Smart oh and God. Patrick Beverly, bro. Oh,
0: Lord. And Luke say, Kemba Walker has become. A guy that I think last year in the bubble, most people expected him and the Celtics to beat the Heat coming off that Raptors win. They didn't. Heat beat them. They come into this. um, They're hobbled. Like, let's let's keep it 100. We can't 100% say that. I mean, the Nets are winning regardless, but we can't say this is. We got to judge the Celtics from. What they're they they did not come in as some great team. I mean, they, they were no, they pretty didn't. trash in the regular season as well. But they'd be much better with Jalen Brown. But Kemba Walker's trash. You guys know that meme of that little short guy who like dribbles the ball super hard through oh, his legs yeah. like twenty times. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, and like that's the all guy from, he's like, doing. The, the combine, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like that's all he's doing. Like that's Kemba Walker right now. He is. Um. He's a guy they can't really rely on. And I kind of feel sorry for Jason Tatum because a lot of people are going to judge him where, you know, in a series where he's going to get blitzed every which way possible, and really the Nets just got to focus on getting him out the game mm. because Marcus Smart, Tristan Thompson, these guys can have pretty good games, and the Celtics will still lose by 30 or 40. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I'm looking at the Celtics bench, and this has been a storyline for for the whole year. Uh, Ro- Romeo Langford, Peyton Pritchard, Jabba... Jab- Jabari Parker is something that I'm shocked about because it's like... Yo, he walked into this team as their as their go-to guy off the bench, man. That's exactly. Just, it's and unbelievable. That was, that was frightening. Like, if I'm a Celtics fan, that should be frightening. The fact that you can just get Jabari Parker off the street and just he just comes in and he's like the guy off the bench. Yeah. He's the only
1: guy that looks like he can create his own shot. So. I mean, he honestly has some nice moves offensively, but he's like basically the wing version of Enos Ganter. Mm-hmm exactly yeah yeah it's it's, it, it's tough I'm just series is done I'm, I'm only enjoying this uh, off the simple fact that um I, I like seeing the Celtics being miserable so I'll give you some more celtics stats uh Jason Tatum is shooting twenty eight percent so far in the series um at one point in game two the Celtics had recorded one assist and nine turnovers <laughs>
0: One assist and nine turnovers.
1: Yes, yeah. At that one point, yeah, the, the TV, the, the the TV broadcast put that up, and I I literally oh, had to double take. No. Um, what else? Uh, one thing that bothers me from this series is Peyton Pritchard and Semi Ojeleye have two combined points in the in two games, and I'm just thinking, how is that possible? Because these guys averaged, I think, at least fifty six against the Raptors this season. <laughs> it actually <laughs> that pisses is, me that off. True. That is um, true. And and yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, I, they're, I think they're just beating themselves. The thing is, the Nets aren't even anywhere close to like their best form. This is just their like best, another. Yeah. This is like an extension of the regular <laughs> season for them, and they're just creaming this team. Man, it's, they are destroying them. Yeah, no, this is this
0: is tough. But um, well, I saw Celtics fans say on Twitter, "Will that? Yeah, if we can slow down Joe Harris." And I was like, <laughs> I just stopped reading. I was like, listen, oh, God. Listen, oh. you're not doing that, and you're not slowing down Joe Harris, and you're not slowing down the other three guys that you failed to mention. So,
1: Bruh.
0: you're just not. The series is over. With Jalen Brown, it would have been over. probably still would have been a sweep.
1: Yeah. Um, Celtics just don't pass the ball either. Like, they don't have any ball movement at all. It's just, like, a lot of ISO. It's kind of easy to guard them. Like, they make it really easy to guard them. You know. Yeah. So. How long do they go with this core, man? Jason and Jalen? Like, do you? No, they'll find a way to get rid of Kemba. And, yeah. and you, you know, they're going to write, you know, the, the way the Celtics media works is that one, as soon as they trade Kemba, then they're going to have a hit piece out on Kemba. They've done it with Kyrie. Yeah. They've done it with Horford. You know, all these other guys. Kemba
2: Walker just never got along with the
1: team. All right. Relax, Jackie McWilliams. All right. never got.
2: Um, he never got on board with the Celtic way.
1: It's a very, very good Jackie impersonation. <laughs> shout out jackie man. that is actually very good i really thought i was listening to hoop collective for a second
0: that was good do that one more
1: time that just... Asan, why, how do you have this in your repertoire man what's wrong with you
0: uh, that was
2: good
1: he's dying in the background
2: what's wrong okay. with you,
1: man? i did not
2: think i could pull it that off was i was good. just like yo let me go for it see what happens no nah, that's not tried that, was... that before i was actually that was
1: actually sick I, I really didn't know you had that in you man Um, All right. Last series is Wizard Sixers. And I got to say, for no reason in particular, other than I know exactly how this series is going without watching a single second of it. I have not actually watched a single second of it. The only thing I've seen from the series is Russell Westbrook getting the popcorn dumped on him, which is just like, Mm -hmm. just such an asshole, man. I hope that fan gets banned for life. Um, But like, that's not even part of the game. Like I haven't even seen a highlight from this series. Like it's almost like it doesn't exist. I, it, is it on NBA TV? I don't know. But have either of you seen any of Wizards Sixers in the two games they played? Sixers obviously up to nothing. I haven't watched
0: um, a single second of it. Like you said, minus the highlight or I don't, the low light. Sorry, I should say of the popcorn being thrown at Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched it, and I don't plan on watching it. I don't want to see Ish Smith dribbling the ball up. Oh. My I don't want to see. I don't want to see Tybul, you know, pressing. Who? Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> that's a good question. Who? It's just a. It's a bad. Beal, I guess. A bad, so, I don't know. Se-
0: yeah. Just a bad series. Two boring teams, um, and then now Russell Westbrook's injured, so yeah. it somehow gets even worse. Um, yeah, it's 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 bad, and I hope that Beal, when they get swept, um, Beal can somehow find his way off this team because. He's actually one of the guys that I am I'm a pretty big fan of, and I want to see him win. And I feel Same. like he's done he's done enough in this league. Where you know how every superstar I think we can call Bradley Bill a superstar now for what he's done in the last two years. Every single superstar in the league, they go through like seven or eight years um, of being the guy.
1: Yeah, the Chris Bosh years.
0: Yeah, and then they finally realize like, okay, now it's I gotta win a ring. So, yeah, yeah Bradley, go team up with LeBron or something or after you guys get swept um this this isn't this series isn't even good enough for Joel to troll these guys <laughs> like who, I know, that's, who are you, it's sad really. who are you trolling like are you going to be talking to Isaac Bongo while he's sitting on the like, who are you? <laughs> yo relax why who you got to pick on Isaac Bongo man
1: that guy yeah, has the, like, that guy has one of the oldest faces like i've seen on any human man <laughs> look up Isaac Bongo's face that guy has like this guy is like the rings on a tree like but he's like 21 <laughs> um but shout out to the wizards though because like they've
0: it's been a good it's been a good story, man. Like to be fair, Russell Westbrook's elevated a lot of those guys on the bench. He's made Daniel Gafford look like a guy who's going to get paid like six or seven million or eight million, whatever you want to say, just solely off of alley oops or whatever. Whatever else Russell Westbrook does for him, um, I don't really know what Hachimura's been doing. I don't know how Alex Len's still getting minutes in the league. Um, <laughs> and then they have a guy named Garrison Matthews who looks like he was at the all lives matter protest last year i'm telling you so, garrison matthews
1: has a prime fox news anchor name
0: yeah yeah garrison is a
1: very all lives matter name so uh, absolutely man this guy sounds like he just just lost the uh the civil war
2: <laughs> well he's got the tattoos to match too the guy looks like straight out of like some like extra on tons guy, of Anarchy. Ad- this
1: guy should be holding a musket <laughs> as, as we speak yeah. <laughs>
0: This guy said a musket. Oh, I haven't heard that word in so long. This guy should be coached Um,
1: by General Robert E. Lee. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, man. It's like like 2 a.m. at this point, guys. And we're talking about the worst series in this playoffs. Yeah, this series is garbage. You know, it's it's garbage for a couple of reasons. One, it's super predictable, right? Like, no offense Mm -hmm. to Westbrook, but, like, this has happened many times with Westbrook, right? Like, he'll get into a playoff series, and a lot of what he does – really well in the regular season doesn't translate in terms of playing up-tempo. Games just end up slowing down in the playoffs, right? You take a lot of, a lot off the table for Westbrook if you can kind of keep him out of transition.
0: His biggest strength
1: becomes his biggest weakness. Yeah, and he, he forces a lot of stuff. Right? Turnovers is a real issue for him. He's averaging 5 turnovers per game. That's going to kill you in the playoffs. Uh, he doesn't shoot the outside shot at all. He hasn't hit a single three in the series. He can't really go to the rim in this series because Joel Embiid is there. So that's it. And so Westbrook is creating a lot of the offense for the rest of the guy. Like all these other guys feed off of Westbrook. Like honestly, the, the Wizards have like three plays, like Westbrook running really fast in transition and find somebody. Um Bradley Beal coming off screens, which is, you know, Bradley's still averaging 33 in this series, which is pretty impressive. And then the third play is like, you know, Robin Lopez hook shot, which again, you can't really do that much because you have Embiid in the middle or Dwight Howard coming off the bench. So uh you know, this series is super predictable. And then on the other flip side, the, the Wizards just don't play any defense. Like, the Wizards should be in the Western Conference and call the Portland Trailblazers because it, it's, it's the same level. Here's the thing. If you look at the field goal percentages of the Sixers' top guys, every single guy is shooting above 50% from the field so far. Tobias Harris, 57%. Joel Embiid, 61%. Ben is 58%. Seth Curry, 50%. George Hill, 54%. Danny Green. 67% Tyrese Maxey mm-hmm. 65 or 63%. <clears throat> like literally everybody in this team is just able to score well. Cause the wizards also don't play any defense. So the wizards mm-hmm. are going to get out of here. It was cool that they got to this point, but like, yeah, I'm done with the wizards, man. This is just not a serious team. And they have
0: like three NBA players. And, um, I just, I totally forgot they're paying Davis Berton's five years, 80 million. So just yeah, throw they- that team away. Um, it was fun. It was fun while it lasted. Their run, Russell Westbrook breaking the triple double record, and Beal doing some crazy stuff this year, but they just ran into a team that's just much, much better than them. Whether Westbrook's there or not, honestly, this is probably a sweep uh, because, like you said, Westbrook's running into Embiid. So, um, yeah, he's two Man. for ten before before he went out. So, yeah, this series is is, is, is over, and I'm not planning on watching a, a second of it. Also, Sporting. the Wizards jerseys are fucking hideous. Like, I don't know why yeah. they wear Spurs jerseys.
2: <laughs> it makes no fucking sense to me. The
0: Wizards but... have, by far, I think, the worst jerseys in the league. Yo, remember and it's been, years? like,
2: four years. Like, basically, yeah.
1: like their last good jersey was the gold. Their gold ones with Arenas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Those are nice. I was gonna say because a couple of years ago, remember when they do they were doing like the, the the sleeves on the jerseys? Remember when LeBron kept ripping the sleeves and whatever? They were doing the sleeves on the jerseys, and the Wizards had a special Baltimore Pride jersey. Do you know the one where it was like a a, a stripe that went down the middle of their jersey, oh, and yeah. then it went down their shorts too? So it just spelled this giant J across their body. That thing was oh, terrible, goodness. man. Yeah, I had to I had to Google it just to see it and. It's bad. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the winners yeah, I have, also make like I have no thoughts on that series. No, there's no, there's nothing to be thought of, and there's nothing to be think about in terms of their second round either, because they're gonna play the Sixers. Are gonna sweep the series, have like a week off, and then play Atlanta or New York, which they're gonna crush both of those teams too. So just put Philly. I don't know. Maybe Atlanta wins a game. Atlanta okay, has one, like yeah, enough one. bodies
2: and three point shooting to win a game. I don't, I don't, know, man. Yo, this you is... think Clint Capella can't stop Joel Embiid, bro? Come on.
0: Damn, such an uninspiring first two series for
1: the 76ers. Yeah, no. This if they win the championship, it's gonna be a very boring championship. They're gonna have no moments. Yeah, at like all they for the first they basically have to
2: luck out, right? Like I think I think both the Nets and the Bucks um, are gonna give them problems in the finals, uh, yeah, Eastern I agree. Con- the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's an issue for them. But I do think they have a better team than the Bucks, so I think they can be the Bucks. Um, mm. The Nets, I don't think so as much. Um, but the friggin' the if they get to the finals and like if yeah. the Lakers are there, I don't think there's a Western Conference team that's like an overwhelming favorite to whoop them again. Like I feel like maybe it's just the first two games, and I'm just like buying into this Dallas hype all the way. But like yo, if they start sh- if they just shoot like crazy all, all playoffs, then why not?
1: <laughs> yeah. Damn. This sounded like the 2011 Mavs, man. Well, that's just, what Jokic eight, looks like. Jokic looks
2: like freaking 2011 Dirk out there just nailing jumper after jumper after jumper after jumper. doesn't matter who's on the court with him. Karan Butler shirt, I don't give a shit. I'll do it. <laughs> give me whoever.
1: Caron give me freaking J.J. Barea, dog. I'll make it work. Yo, shout out Kron Butler, man. He's the first guy to get the 10-second uh, free throw violation on Giannis. I, I, honestly, I'm the kind of guy who, like, and when I'm watching these games at home, I'm counting the mm-hmm. seconds. Like, I got a stopwatch ever since I'm, I'm like a Chris did that? I've been cop doing that for basketball. Yeah, I've been doing that. And
0: and a lot of those times, Giannis is going over 10 seconds.
1: Yeah. Cause a I, lot of them. He takes, like, 16 dribbles, man. Like, stop. <laughs> the ball has had enough. <laughs> this guy's like, it's like he's <laughs> like, like as, kneading dough. Like, he's trying to, if, like, make pasta <laughs> or something.
0: Like, as if the ball, like, he's not putting the ball through enough, like, in the game itself. yeah. Like, you just have to, like, beat the shit out of it at the free-throw line. <laughs> like, Giannis, just relax, man. Nick, like you're shooting 40% from the free-throw line anyways. Like, you don't need to stare oh, just, at the rim for 60 seconds and then... Just get it
1: over with, man. I don't
0: care. But this is kind of besides the point, but still related to the point. Uh-huh. Um, I think the Bucs would beat the 76ers. I kind of disagree with with Hassan. I think the, I think if the Bucks, I think if the 76ers run into the Bucks after they beat the Hawks or whoever, I think the bucks if they beat the nets which i don't think they're going to do
2: mm-hmm.
0: i think um the bucks are going to the finals man
1: i feel like if those two teams play the Bucs and the sixers they're so perfectly matched up in terms of guarding mm-hmm. each other defensively what we're going to see like a 80 to 76 game one of the one of the one of the seven games that they play is going to be like eight, honestly like eight, 80s and 90s in terms of scores which is almost unheard of but they're just perfectly suited to guarding each other. Like you got Simmons on Giannis, Giannis on Simmons. Well, maybe not even Giannis on Simmons. but probably like Drew Holiday on Simmons. Uh, I, don't, I don't know to be honest, but they they both are teams that really need to get to the rim. And why do they to, wait? Why do they have to guard Ben World Simmons? Team. You're right, actually. It, it, You're <laughs> actually totally right. They don't have to.
0: <laughs> it could just be. Um, you put Chris. You put Giannis on Tobias.
2: Yo, Ben Simmons just being like elite at, like, running the ball up and initiating a DHO is, like, amazing to be.
1: I'm telling you, Ben Simmons ben. and Stanley Johnson have the exact same skill set in the half court. I'm... The only thing I think that
0: makes them different is that Stanley can hit a three? Is that Ben somehow can bag Kendall Jenner, like, 18 times in a year. And Actually, I don't know, you know? Shout out to...
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess so. Shout out the Stanley Johnson, he's... I don't know what he's doing. So it's two thirty six a.m. Come on, guys! What's wrong with you guys, man? Yeah, by the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben Simmons has made five total threes in his whole career. Stanley Johnson, um, in that one game against the Mavs, or what what was the game? He popped off the Bulls. The Bulls game. Stanley Johnson yeah, made six, he made six threes in that in that Bulls game. So Stanley, in one game, had more threes than Ben Simmons for his whole career.
0: How many has Ben hit in his career? Two,
1: five. This year was a career high for him. He got the three.
2: Also, like, Stanley Johnson also shut down Luka Doncic, which is something Kawhi Leonard
1: has been unable to do. So, I'm not even kidding when I say this. The Clippers could really use Stanley Johnson, man. Stanley did a great job. He did exactly what all of you guys have been saying. You get into Luka, you press him, you turn him a few times. All the Clippers need is
2: to rebuild the 2016 Detroit Pistons. Like, get Andre Drummond, get Greg Monroe, (laughs) Reggie
1: Jackson. Stanley Johnson.
2: They already have Luke Kennard.
1: (laughs) Get
0: the Detroit version of Reggie Jackson. They're going to the finals.
1: Bro, you keep talking about the Detroit version of Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson was never good, man. What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) What are you talking about? Yo, It's just he's so bad right now that I just – I know there was a better version of him out there somewhere.
2: No, Reggie Jackson, like his first 15 games in Detroit was like – like, amazing. Like, he was going off, and it was like, oh, wow. OKC let one go. Did they screw up? Like, maybe they shouldn't yeah. have bullied him so much.
1: They screwed up again. And then- Oh, yeah, that's right. He was on OKC yeah, and he got bullied.
2: Rightfully so, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um,
2: and I, I don't know why it is with Reggie Jackson, but every time I see him, I just remember the cartoon The Butt Ugly Martians. And I'm not even sure if that's comparable. But that's what pops into my head when I see his face. I don't know, Richard what? Jackson, man. What's
1: what's so? What's up with this goggles thing? Does it, have we gotten to the bottom of why he keeps wearing goggles? Did he have an eye um, injury this year, or is it like a he's he's Rip Hamilton but with glasses? I don't know. I don't know if he like had an
0: eye injury or or something happened. I'm sure it's just October's like protective ago, but... gear in case, like you know.
1: Oh, he had an eye injury. He had an eye injury in yeah. April. Okay, that's this that makes sense. Also, like, just in case, like, one of his teammates gets pissed off at him and just slaps him. Okay, yo, relax, man. <laughs> he's got surge from OKC, the surge from OKC days. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the goggles look is just not great. I don't know. Why did I just search Reggie Jackson eye on Google
0: and the first result that came up was a Reddit title? And it said, does Reggie Jackson always look like he's very sick all the time?
1: Come on, man! Oh my God!
0: Come on, guys. Come on, guys! Reddit's filled with some real sickos, man. Like, you yeah, no, Reddit Reddit is
1: nasty. Please, please. Reddit just gets nasty. It's super like... nasty, man. See, it's, uh, it's a dem- it's a demographic issue there again. It's just, like <laughs> a lot of dudes. That's crazy. A lot of dudes. So, well, we've covered the eight playoff series. Um, it's a uh, it's an hour and thirty into the pod. Damn, anything else guys only were... an hour and 30 minutes? It felt like, like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we had to slander like 16 teams. How, how, how are we going to do that in a time-efficient manner, man? There, that was good. There's no way. So, um, what, what do you guys want to plug? What do you guys want to leave off with before uh, we sign off? So I'll start with you. I know obviously you got, uh, you know, I mean, first off, salute to you, man. I feel like, you know, you, you put in a lot of work this year. The coverage, the post-game stuff, man. I know that's not easy. Uh, No,
0: it's really not. Shout out
1: to you for... for, You know what? To be honest,
0: all these years I've been watching you do these these post-game things, whether it's you know, the the YouTube stuff with Yahoo, and then even before that with Raptors Republic. Man, you made it look easy. This stuff is not... Especially in a season like that, bro. I picked the wrong Raptors season, man.
1: (laughs) This is a (laughs) a
0: tough one. This is a tough one. Like, the amount of times I said, you know stanley johnson and aaron baines this year like that's not that's it's a war crime
1: um uh, it was
0: uh
1: yeah what can you say and when if you have to write 10 things on top of that then it really gets really gets dicey oh yo know, writing 10 things off a game that only had six guys play is it's just mathematically impossible like just... i don't know how you did that no, Thing but, five um, malachi flynn's pick and roll game thing awesome. six malachi flint's pick and pop game the number of times i had to write that malachi needs to get to the paint <laughs> to create like I, I don't know how people were just like yo will stop it man it's copying. i think you're, I you're think you're copying yourself at this point people understood
2: journalism. man people understood like, yeah
1: fair enough yeah you're right
2: well luckily like, enough like on yahoo like a- after six it's it, it cuts
1: off and it says continue reading and i just yeah, like yeah. don't click it no, nah, that's 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 <laughs> that's actually
0: very smart cause, uh, that's not even a thing where we're not like where we're not trying to support. It's just the Raptor season this year has just been.
1: No, nah, it's, yeah, it's, it's been it's, spawned it's, from hell. No,
2: nothing kills me more than Will and Will and Josh not having a segment named after a player riding the bench because all of those players ended up playing. It's like, oh well, Stanley Johnson's a starter now, so I can't do this segment.
1: <sighs> yeah, that's tough. Anyway, oh, so man. yeah. Anyway, I was, I was just commenting on your pod, man. But uh,
2: yeah, um, yeah,
0: Raptors Republic. I am sure most Yahoo listeners know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, Will spent some time there. Did some good things there. Um, we have a new post game show called the Wrap Up. Myself and Oren. Um, every single post game, we wrap up the game. It's a nice recap. It's fun. We enjoy it. We got Will on for our um, trade deadline episode, which is really cool. We got Lewis Satzman on for our last. Game of the season, um, and then yeah, I have a little bit of written content out. I should probably start writing more because I wrote a couple recaps of, uh, last week or two weeks ago. Writing's pretty fun, man.
1: Yeah, writing's <laughs> like, cool, man. It just takes I forever, totally... and, and when you get stuck, you you really hate yourself. I went
0: from loving like writing about basketball to like not. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah. Follow me on uh, Twitter s, I was gonna say s Abdi twenty eight that's not that's not my at anymore I finally oh, got my
1: first and last name Whoa Wow Yo this is a nice getting. I'm not gonna lie to you man
0: I'm telling you man so to... Abdi
1: is a common name Let's just let's just put it there Hey so. okay, man So this let is a me good tell you get. guys something How did you get this If you're if you
0: if you live if you just live you probably know a Somali somewhere and you've probably met a guy named Abdi. And uh, my last name happens to be Abdi, so Yeah. Um yeah, follow me on Twitter. Um I like to consider myself a, a funny guy. And um follow Swar Lasers. I'll, I'm gonna hand it off
2: to my good friend Usad. Yeah, I don't, got, I don't got nothing to plug, so yeah, I guess follow Twitter account if you want. Um uh, You did some op- good stuff with Yahoo,
1: man. Don't don't try and overshadow that. I was gonna that. say, man, what's going on? You're, on you're you're on you on the Yahoo channel more than me now, now, now <laughs> it's the off season. <laughs>
2: I got a lot of free time.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, oh wait yeah. wait 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 wait. Let me let me say one more thing because I'm gonna regret not saying this. Say, what about
1: what about your uh, your little you know,
0: My podcast?
1: Yeah.
0: Basketball oh, yeah. Bullies podcast. If you are on NBA Top Shot. Yeah. I know us. It is. I don't know if Will is, but. Nah, let me tell on, you man. something. Swarley's trying this to buy those,
1: man. Relax. Actually, I do.
2: I do have something to plug. Thanks for reminding me. Basketball Bullies podcast on every yeah, single a, a, podcast a platform.
1: Yeah, definitely follow NBA Top Shot and listen to the podcast. But aside, if you're going to come on here and try to sell an NFT, <laughs> I'm kicking you off this podcast. Listen,
2: Paul George, number one of 99, hollow icon. Oh, God, I'm selling it for very low price. Like, this is at least worth like tens of thousands of dollars. And yeah. I'm willing to sell it for like 25 grand.
1: Bro, you better be selling this shit to Steve Ballmer himself, <laughs> man.
2: Honestly, bro. If anybody on this podcast wants to pay for a down payment on the house, just, like, hit me up. Jeez.
0: Yeah. I saw it when – I remember when you first got that. I saw, like, the th- number three serial number. It was going for, like, 22K. So I was like, damn. This guy, Yo, this I guy was feeling, had, like, uh, all the websites so were low. showing
2: it – all the websites up until, like, a week or two ago were showing it, like, valued minimum at 13K. And now it's, like, worth, like, seven.
0: Yeah, the markets are not fun right now. Yeah, also Paul George has about.
2: been, you know fucking Paul George, man. It, it's been so hard. Like, ever since I drew that card, I'm like, man, I gotta actually like hope the Clippers win a championship this year. But then, you know, like Dallas whoops them and I'm like, you know what? It's just more fun to slander them. I don't need the money this bad.
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, man, if you if you had a holographic Reggie Jackson card, you probably could sell it to haul for twenty <laughs> K based on this podcast, <laughs> apparently. Got the biggest sell. <laughs> Oh, Shout out to Reggie, man. Shout out Reggie, man. We apologize for what happened on the show. Um, you know, just keep doing your thing, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just keep doing your thing. Keep wearing the visor. Um, no, it's and don't know. listen to
1: Paul when he tells you when he tells you what to do. I honestly, man, I I, I think this year is a, as obviously Raptors not being in it. Just like hating on all these teams has been so much fun that's the clippers thing, like, made it easy though and that's not just the raptors thing by the way like a yeah, lot of people
0: yeah. just think raptors fans are just salty and they're bro they're everybody they're hates angry, the clippers, man. it's like no yeah it's like every single non-clipper fan hates the clippers because of the clippers so
1: yeah shout out to the clippers having um 100 capacity but 100 percent is cardboard fans like what like because i know the lakers also play in that building right like so what happens like the lakers just gotta like so did someone come around and have to collect 20,000 cardboard cutouts? <laughs> and then, like, Laker fans <laughs> actually just populate that area? Because that's sad, man. Where do you even keep all, all those car- cardboard cutouts? I don't know. But, yeah. Anyway, this is too late to figure this out. So thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to, obviously, both the side and Sahal for coming on. Follow them on Twitter. Um, and, yeah, thanks everyone for listening.